I grew up in Utah and I just bought a house in Austin. The energy in both of those cities, there's no way this would have happened there. LA's electricity, the energy, the relationships, people are always looking for something to grab onto, like what's the next thing? And I just kind of got in that like whirlwind. <laughs> I'm Benjamin Gottlieb, and you are listening to Shopify On Location, coming to you from our space in downtown Los Angeles. You know, sometimes a brand can be bigger than the product itself. Think about Kleenex or Band-Aid. Well, I think you can make a strong case that the same thing has happened for Dr. Jason Worsland and his Theragun. There are a ton of pain relief devices on the market today, but Theragun really has become synonymous with a massage gun fit for weekend warriors or professional athletes alike. You think about the name and you see the product. We are so happy to have Jason, the founder of TheraBody, here at our Shopify LA space today. As you might hear, there are a lot of people here for events all week. He's here to share his personal journey and all of his tips for success. Jason, welcome to Shopify on Location. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Privilege. Yeah, well, listen, your entrepreneurial journey began with a tragedy of sorts, right? You were involved in a motorcycle accident. Can you walk me through what happened and how that experience eventually led you to found this company? What comes to mind to me is, is when people talk about entrepreneurial spirit or what drives necessities of the mother of invention, that's first thing that I learned firsthanded. And then looking for ways to solve a problem. I wasn't looking to build a company. Like that was not, trust me, <laughs> the pains of that, like you, that was the last I wear thing on them on mind, my right? face. Yeah. I was looking to solve a problem. And so in 2007, uh, I had spent what was supposed to be three and a half to four years of chiropractic school. I spent seven for a lot of reasons we don't want to get into. Um, in 2006, I started a practice in, here in Los Angeles. Um, a chiropractic practice. Chiropractic practice, yep. And I was spending my time going from, it was like a, it was like a triangle in Los Angeles. I lived in Venice, went to school in Hollywood, so I was, and then I had a practice in Beverly Hills. So I was riding my motorcycle around doing that, back and forth, you know, zipping up and down. In LA, you can split traffic, splitting traffic. Car cuts me off. I hit the side of this car. I was going about 50 miles an hour. I ended up having a lot of soft tissue damage in my, in my neck and down my right arm. And all I was doing was looking for something to take the pain away when I wasn't getting treated. So I would go to my clinic. I'd get treated for as long as you can. You can't get, you can't get treated for 24 hours. No. So I'm, you know, 20, 30 minutes and then... I've got 23 and a half hours of the rest of the day. I'm not going to sleep because my nerve pain is so bad. How am I going to not go one step forward, two steps back? I want to do the opposite. I'm going to go two steps forward, one step back. So I'm looking for something that I can take home and use on myself because I knew what I needed, but a lot of my modalities like wouldn't fit in my truck, let alone a backpack. Right. You're so familiar with treatment for these types of injuries, and at the same time, Barely any of it was portable for you. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Well said. Well, this is well. my job, but I digress. <laughs> so I made, I, I started figuring out what vibration did for the body. We had a vibrating table, um, realized that was almost it, but it wasn't quite it. And then one day I was sort of thinking about 
what vibration does to the body and how the body interacts with vibration. And I thought, what if I had something that was stronger than that? What does that look like? Because my body was accommodating like your glasses. Until I said that, you weren't thinking about that. Your body accommodates to that information. It was accommodating to this vibration really quickly. And as much pain as I was experiencing, that accommodation happened really quick. Like it was like, my nervous system was like, that's cute. Back to the pain. So I had to figure out something to get my brain over that. So really fast, I have to share this. Pain travels to the brain around 55 miles an hour. So it has a certain pathways that it Close to your motorcycle speed, by the way. Yeah, ironically. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. And I, it, the, when you introduce something hot, cold, vibrating, whatever, to your skin, that information travels on a different pathway to the brain at almost 300 miles an hour. So when I was putting this thing on my body, it was overriding the pain because it was getting to the brain faster. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So that was the first thing that I experienced, and I was like, why has no one thought of this? Like, this is amazing. And then it just sort of took off from there. So I used the, the first time I used it was January of 2008. My accident was in 2007. By July of 2008, I was back to where I could practice and kind of get back to my life. So I put my little tool away, never thought I'd use it again, never in a million years thought about taking it to my practice. But one day a patient came in, my secretary handed me his paperwork. And as I was going through the list of things, as you do as a practitioner, I was like, the more I got into it, this guy was, his story was mine. Similar age, insurance was horrible. He was driving a city bus, so he wasn't making a ton of money. His insurance would paid for 12 visits. All of these things I'm putting together, I'm like, this guy's not going to get better. And it was the first time I thought, man, do I bring this Makita jigsaw to my office and show this to this guy? So did you dust it off and you brought it to the I office? I did, yep. I took his x-rays. I said, hey, can you come back tomorrow? Bring your wife with you. I've got something I think's going to help. Glad his wife came, but she was shocked. I pull a Makita jigsaw out in, the, in, the, in my treatment room, and I basically tell him, I, I just came out of what you're going into. So let me show you how to use this because I think it might help. Going through that experience with him, applying my, like I was patient, what, zero? He's patient one. Going through those modalities and those experiences and seeing the hope in his eyes. My goal at that time was I needed to empower this guy to take care of his body when I'm not around. And I needed that. So he gets better. It's now January of 2009. I came back from being with my family for the holidays and my secretary says, you got to go see your patient. He's back in your room. As I'm walking back to my room, I can hear the gun on. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I walk around, turn the corner. He's smiling at me and says, doc, you have to figure this thing out. It saved my life. That's when I realized, okay, here goes. Like, this is the journey. And I, I say that because I, like, I really felt something. Like I, it's like the universe, like, just sort of gave me a little punch in the chest and said, here you go. So for the next eight years, that's what I did. I figured out, what is this? Being in LA, you have a lot of opportunities to work with celebrities and people that have a bigger voice. Um, and I created some really amazing relationships with those people over those eight years without any sort of strings attached at all. Like that's just not the way I do things. When it started to come back around, now suddenly Justin Timberlake, all these different people are reaching out like, 
yo, Dr. J, what can I do to help you? Well, we're going to get into all of that later okay. in the interview. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, like really, jumping it's, ahead. it's remarkable really what you've been able to accomplish. But if we can, let's just go back to 2009. Here you are, you have a practice. I would imagine you, if you have clients as a chiropractor, you're making a decent living, right? Um, and you have to tell yourself, all right, here we go. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to leave behind uh-huh. stability. I'm going to take that leap. And that's kind of what we're all about here at Shopify is taking the leap away from your, what your nine to five and starting out on your own. How did you, for folks that are listening and are inspired by you, how did you know and how did you fire yourself up to, to go ahead and, and take that leap? That's a really good question, especially given the context. There's never a right time but that doesn't mean that any time is the right time. Does that make sense? I truly believe you have to have something inside your gut that tells you this is right because you're going to have everyone around you, even the people that are closest to you, call you crazy. Like, what are you doing? I can't believe you're doing that. So I had to slowly, over the time, get really committed to that story that I was telling. Once I realized that I that this is something powerful and I was committed, I still had to take a leap. I remember in March of 2012, I walked away from everything, any sort of extra income I was making, and I just went like, okay, I, this is what I'm doing. Um, and it, you know, the work just got more and more. Like there are more opportunities, so... I think if for people that are entrepreneurial, people that are looking to build a business, you have to understand that part of the recipe is negativity. You're going to get it from other people. You're going to get it from yourself. And being able to talk myself out of those moments, even if it was just me saying, what are you, crazy? You have two kids. Like, right. you can't live on $20 a day. I was going to ask if you had a family to support. Yeah, I had time. two kids. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I taking that leap, you know, people say it overnight 10-year success or whatever that is. Along the way, I started seeing things that were patterns and I started relying on those patterns. And the patterns were people felt great. Every time I put it on them, they were like, they used to say, oh my God and wow. Those were the two things that people would say. And I would think to myself, this, every person that I'm touching has the same response. What do I have to be afraid of? So that's, that was sort of the thought process at the time. That was the thought process at the time. And also you had tested it on yourself. So this was something that you were reinforcing over and over again in your mind, right? Yeah. And as a chiropractor, I got to use that. After that patient, I started using it more and more in my clinic. I started bringing it to the office, figuring out what it did, because I really now I'm committed. And that's, that's one of the driving forces. You know, you, sitting in a room like this, there's someone in here that has some sort of pain. And how, I can't not say something. You know what I mean? That's just my personality. So I think that's also part of being an entrepreneur. I tell people persistency, consistency, and delusion. (laughs) You have to be delusional. Well, there's no delusion about the success thus far for Therabody and for the Theragun. And I want to get into this concept I brought up at the beginning about branding, marketing, um, a little bit later in the interview. But first... The medicine. You, you brought up the medicine um, when we were kind of uh, talking earlier. Um, before Therabody, before the Theragun, what did percussion therapy look like in your, in your field? <laughs> well, the word percussion therapy, percussive therapy, was 
if you Googled it back then in 2008 or 2009, it was you, it's this, it's how you treat um, children with cystic fibrosis. So their lungs get fibrous, their, their coughs become less and less productive. So they're not able to cough things out of their lungs and it gets really hard. So the way they treated them is they would lay them on their side, cup their hands and literally hit them on their ribs. That was percussive therapy. It was because of that long stroke that's not just a small, short one like vibration. So that's where it started from. And in my world, percussive therapy didn't exist as a treatment like this. And I'll tell you something funny. I was sitting in a room with my business partner before we had any employees and we were discussing this. And he said, what is it? And I said, it's percussive therapy. And he said, can we yeah, call it that? Yeah, and I'm like, what is it? Well, I don't know anyone's going to know what that is. So we actually debated back and forth, like, what's the word we're going to call it? And I just kept, we kept realizing like, that's what it is. Let's just call it that. So before my time, you know, I have some tools and pictures of tools from the 40s that people were attempting this. So this isn't, it's not new science. It's just used, old science used in a new way. That's, that's what I, how I kind of present it. I'm chatting with Dr. Jason Worsland, the founder of Therabody here at our Shopify LA space. I mentioned this earlier, but your brand really has become, I think, in my opinion, bigger than your product, right? I mean, look, I have a massage gun at my house. It's not a Theragun. It's from Costco. Excuse but when me? I ask my, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. But when I ask my wife for it, I go, hey, where's the Theragun? Pass me the Theragun, right? Because, because <laughs> that's, it's become synonymous with what the item is. How did you achieve that, right? I mean, that is something that I think is a North Star for a lot of entrepreneurs. It was... It's just, honestly, it was just a lot of work. It was just being there all the time. I wasn't, I wasn't out for that, if that makes sense. But once I started using that term with my own patients, hey, did you gun today? Did you theragun today? And when it becomes a noun and a verb, like that's pretty powerful. So I think it just happened because of the product. Like you said, I was in the Clippers locker room one time and I heard guys saying, Hey, did you, did you Theragun? The trainers, did you Theragun? So they knew what it meant and they also knew what it was. So it's, it, we could talk about this for hours and I could tell you every single tiny little thing. That was a blessing. That was one of those th things where I was like, okay, this is way bigger than me. There's no way I could have done that. And there's a lot of those in my story where I recognized, okay, wow, I'll take that. And then we move on to the next thing. But realizing that people called it, did you get gunned or did you Theragun today? It still wears me out a little bit that people call it other products Theraguns. I had a guy to me one time say, I have a Theragun. I'm like, show it to me. I'm like, that's not a Theragun. But exactly, right? I mean, it's, it's the same thing with a select number of products, right? Where yeah. the, the brand itself is bigger than the actual thing. Yeah. I think you've been able to achieve that. And it's remarkable, even the different sized guns, the small one, the big yeah. one, they're all just... Theragun. Theragun. Yep. Right. And did you gun? Right. So, okay. So you, you got in with, you, you mentioned this earlier, you got in with celebrities. You mentioned the Los Angeles Clippers, the National Basketball Association team. Um, but that just didn't happen. Right. I mean, no. I think for folks listening, this is a process. How did you start to get your product in the hands of, let's call them the movers and shakers? In yeah. Los Angeles? Great question. I had an opportunity to, to have a satellite office uh, in, behind the pink taco up on Hollywood Boulevard. 
and they call it unbreakable performance. If I may, for folks listening who don't know the Pink Taco, it's a fantastic place, but go on. It's amazing, yes. <laughs> they have a back, that building, There's that has a real deep history. We could spend another podcast on that. It's amazing. But they built me a room that was a 12 by 12 room underneath a boxing ring where I had access to celebrities, A-list celebrities, athletes, and I was treating them over and over again. So at the same time, Instagram started to take off. I remember laughing at that, thinking no one's going to post photos of this. But we kind of grew up with Instagram. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. If you think back then, that wasn't around, and I started seeing guys wanting to post. So what I did is I I was standing at Unbreakable Performance, and I'd had this experience where I'd walked in a few times late, supposed to be there at six thirty a.m. and I just traffic whatever, and they have my Theraguns out on the workout floor, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? I'd go ra- gather them up, take them back down to my room. I'm like, if you want these, you have to come downstairs. That happened a couple of times, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. What's going on here? Like, why are they doing that? So I sat back and watched them, and I realized, like Gatorade, like Under Armour, these guys were using it. And they knew as much about how to use it as I did, and that sort of, like, that triggered me. Like, what is happening? So I went and talked to a couple of them. Hey, what are you doing? What does this do for you? Then I started realizing, oh, my gosh, this isn't just for pain. This is for performance as well. And they saw it as such. My price point at the time was very affordable. Those guys could go to ATM and whip out cash. So I started selling it to these athletes and A-listers knowing that they were going to post and I didn't have to pay them for it. This is in the early days. It was all organic is what you're saying. A thousand percent. I didn't ask them for anything. In fact, a lot of times I would tell them, I don't want you to post. Like, don't talk about this. I don't want anyone knowing. But then they'd have it in the background. I remember Justin <laughs> Justin Bieber was on the road playing a video game, and it, he was v- recording himself playing a video game with, like, potato chips all around him. He had a Theragun sitting on the table. <laughs> and I, I didn't ask him to do that, but it was there. Perfect placement. There were so many opportunities like that that came along. And I, I think it was just hard work, getting myself into where I had a place at Unbreakable Performance, creating the relationships there, the trust. You know, A-listers don't pop in and out of places like that a lot of times. Um, so it was it was a lot of finessing, but I wasn't, it's funny, I wasn't looking at it to build a business. I just, I knew this thing worked and I wanted to give it some respect. And that was something I think people saw. It's not just this thing I made in my garage although it was, but it was also came with a lot of intention, a lot of heart, a lot of time behind it. And I wanted every person that picked one of those up to know that. You know, the way you're talking about this story and it's, you're being very descriptive. You're taking me to this room, to this moment. There's something that's very Los Angeles about your story in a way, right? Um, I mean, and part of what we're doing with this series is, is diving into how a place affects a business. Yeah. How would you say Los Angeles as a place really kind of sparked your business? Dude, that's so funny you asked me that. Because I've been in, I grew up in Utah and I I just bought a house in Austin a couple years ago. And the energy in both of those cities that I was recently at, I was home for Thanksgiving and then I was in Austin last this week. There's no way this would have happened there. 
The energy's not there. There's an energy in LA. I remember someone telling me like 80% of the cash that circulates through the US goes through downtown LA. That's no joke. I, I, there's no way I could have done what I was doing. The energy here, I would leave, fly back and land and you'd feel a different energy in Los Angeles. So there's no way, and I tell people this a lot, it's funny you ask that, this would have never happened in any other city. You don't have that microcosm of all of these things. How many different sports teams do we have? You know? A lot. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of guys come here in the off season, meaning to LA from Chicago, New to York. To train or work yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So then suddenly I'm working with like the, a, a buddy of mine has a place out in the Valley, um, and sitting in there working with his guys, it just, it, it, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it would have never happened in Utah. There's just not enough resources. But LA's electricity, the energy, the relationships, the, the energy behind the industry of, of movies and TV shows and stuff here, people are always looking for something like to cap, to grab onto, like what's the next thing? And I just kind of got in that like whirlwind of it. And, you know, suddenly I was sitting on a coffee table at someone's party they had at their house. And then, oh my God, I tried that thing. That thing was amazing. So it was just, it was, you said it earlier, but so much of it was organic. And I didn't have, I'm a chiropractor. I didn't have like a business acumen. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it for those purposes. I really wanted people to feel it. If it, if they felt it, this, I said this in the early days, if they felt it, I don't have to say anything. So if they can feel it, they'll tell as many people around them as they can. And I watched that happen over and over again. So I just tried to recreate those opportunities and they wouldn't have happened outside of LA. Wouldn't have happened outside of LA. I'm chatting with Dr. Jason Worslin, the founder of Therabody. And before we continue, just a quick word about our show. You know, Shopify Masters is only possible because of listeners just like you. You keep us going, and we want to keep making content that you like. So do us a favor. Subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Jason, let's continue. You were talking a little bit about relationships, which is key for any entrepreneur, any business owner. A big part of that is funding. Right. So in the early days, I would imagine you realize, okay, this is good. I know I'm doing something that has consequence, but I need capital, right? I need funding. And there are many folks who listen to our show who are at that level, a good idea, but not sure how to get the capital they need. What sort of advice, or maybe can you share your, your personal journey and then offer some advice about how to get good capital? I'm not going to lie. That's the hardest thing in the world. Really it is. It's, it's understanding your message it's understanding the people you're talking to. I went through three business partners before I met my current one, and each one of them promised things that, that didn't end up happening. And so I've had really nightmare stories with business partners that I've had to buy out. At one point, I had to get a sheriff to come with me. to. It, it's, it was a nightmare. And finding people to believe in what this was it was as as difficult as anything and fi getting funding, someone to understand, okay, I see what you're talking about. I'm going to put some money in on this. That That's the hardest thing in the world. So my current business partner, CEO, was my seed investor. Um, and <laughs> getting institutional money isn't easy. 
it's a it's a real challenge. But I'll tell you this, just like competition, it makes you better. Like competition made us better. Having to put our ducks in a row to raise money made us better, made us focused. That evolution is something that I think I'm addicted to, whether it's new products or just that innovation constantly sort of going. You know, things are kind of normal for a minute. I get a little itchy. <laughs> so I think the the things, the challenges behind raising institutional money are real. And I'm not going to BS anyone about that. It's not easy. I think what supported us was the years of validation. The years of and I, I say that validation is one of the things that got me where I am. Coaches, teams, athletes, celebrities, whoever, that's all validation. And I used that as leverage when I was raising money. We did. Hmm. And you also mentioned innovation, not being comfortable, right? Always yeah. striving for something else. Yeah. Theragun is now Therabody, and it's not just the gun. You have a plethora of products, right? Uh, you've got those compression sleeves for your yeah. legs, which I need, I think, every day. <laughs> uh, you've got facial devices now, which I didn't even know you had. Um, I would imagine you, and this is just me kind of speculating, there might be a, a host of ideas in your head that are yeah. just floating around. Oh, we could do this. We could do that. How do you choose? Once, once you've kind of established yourself, okay, we got the gun, let's expand. I'm sure there's lots of products that just fall by the wayside. Yeah, that's right? such a really good question. I wish more people asked that because it would give us an opportunity to talk about what we're doing as a brand. Yes, there are millions of ideas. And I consider myself lucky and blessed because I get reached out to a lot from a lot of different things. Oh, I bet. Um, <laughs> I bet I'm looking do. at one right now that I'm just fascinated by. But the, the question I ask is, is it natural? Is there something natural behind it? Is it... it, it and what, do you, if, what do you mean by that? I'm sorry. What do you mean by natural? Like uh, percussive therapy. You're not. I'm not taking a drug. I'm not taking anything. Like I'm using science to take away my pain, increase blood flow, increase range of motion. So that's one of the first things I ask. So like whether it's essential oils or the pneumatic compression, the boots when we acquired that company, is this a natural thing? And can we validate it with science? So that. Those are sort of some of the foundational questions we ask. And then the next thing is, how does this affect your nervous system? If you dig into what we're doing as a company, everything we're doing affects your nervous system. If, if people understood that that's our quest as a company, they would really look at our products from a different perspective. And they would understand that these guns they buy on Amazon for $60 is not a Theragun for a reason. There's purpose, intention, and thought behind the science and the packaging. So that, I'll tell you another, I'll finish with this because this is, I think, is as powerful as anything I've said. Being natural, validated by science, all of those things. I work with an engineering team that are the best. I'm, I want to hide them like <laughs> for a really long time because they're so amazing. But their goal is when they create a product, they don't want the headline to say, Theragun did it again. They made another da-da-da. They want it to be like, look at this. Wow. Oh, my God. So Theragun set a standard for us, 
and every product after that has to have that same impact. And that's another, that's one of the ways that we weed out whether we're going to chase something down the road. We're working on, I told you earlier, I was working on some stuff this morning and that's the question. Like, is this, does this meet the masses? Is it something that can be sold to anyone anywhere? And does it make sense? Is it natural? Um, those are the things that guide us. And what effect does it have on the nervous system? We're not just making products. We're not a product company. And we really try to make sure that we live up to that inside the company, right down to our, like what I call ground zero, which is me, our science guys and our engineering team. Like, what are we doing? Why are we making this? And does it really work? Um, yeah, you're going to get me on a tangent, man. I, I love talking about <laughs> well, that. Well, listen, in, in many ways, I think you could say that the Theragun is the great model for every other product that comes on your desk, right? Because yeah. it's got to meet all of these criteria, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean- That is that, it. And it's a tall order. Yeah. Although I would be remiss, Jason, we didn't talk a little bit more about what you have going on coming up in 2023 this year. Um, eight new products, maybe more. You've got an app that's connecting yeah. to the Theragun. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just how different is the landscape from when you started? So different. And the expectations are much higher. You know, creating an industry like we did uh, has its, its responsibilities, you know, and making sure that you're growing it um, with confidence. Um, one of the things we're doing as a company is we realized you jump on our website or you go in one of our reset locations, there's a lot of really cool products. But if you start thinking about it, what do I need? When do I need it? Well, do I need that and this? I've got knee pain. What do I do for knee pain? So what we've done is we've, down the road, the goal is to be able to have people experience just that, specifically to them. Our app helps with that. Logistics, backend stuff, Shopify, all of those things help us understand that. But what we realized is we have to put a stake in the ground. And we started with sleep. Sleep was the most common thing everyone suffers from or has issues with. I shouldn't say suffer. Well, for some people, it can be a suffering, right, if you're really not getting sleep. But. So we did a sleep study, and then that sprouted into this idea of these need states where sleep is needed by all of us. So sleep's one of them. Stress is another one. Who doesn't deal with stress? Who doesn't have pain? Pain's another one. And the last one is performance. We all have to perform, whether I'm a dad without a job and I'm home with my kids or I do have a job, whatever that is, performance is part of what we're doing. So health is covering those basic four need states in your life. What we've done is categorized our products in those need states. So that's our goal as we move into 2023 is to be able to get that story out there so people feel comfortable. Oh, I see why I would have the boots and the gun and a power dot because I use them like this. So that's a lot of our responsibility as a company and a brand to use the tools from social media to our website, sales and marketing, that people can look at it and go, oh, I know what that is. Because like you said a minute ago, Theragun was a few years ago and we were called Theragun. We realized what we're doing is way bigger than Theragun and Therabody represents that better than anything. We managed to maintain our brand equity in Theragun, didn't lose it, which was a, a big thing. But as we move forward, all of that stuff's really great. But if we don't set out a good future, none of that's going to matter. 
So for us right now, it's being able to put those pillars together of the need states, get people acquainted and understand and trusting that story, and then we take it to the next thing. Because then, I mean, everyone, like I said earlier, we all in this room have an issue with our body, and it's specific to that person. I wish I had a magic wand, wave that thing. That person gets exactly what they need. That's our goal. And it's not an easy one, but I'm kind of used to like doing crazy things and expecting like the very best. So I love the challenge. You love the challenge. And for our listeners right now, you heard it right here, constantly innovating after having a very successful product. Dr. Jason, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. This was great. That's Dr. Jason Worsland, the founder of Therabody. Shopify Masters is produced by Megan Coyle and Gogo Zoger. Our engineers are Matthew Schwartz and Miku Betlam. Our host is Shwang Esther Shan. And I'm Benjamin Gottlieb. Come hang out with us next week, same time, for more episodes from Los Angeles. (laughs) 